Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of Twirl Talk Podcast. I am your host, Liz Cox, and y'all, this is our final episode of 2019. Now don't worry, don't hear that and think, oh my gosh, they're done. We're not done. Don't you worry, we've got a ton of amazing stuff planned for 2020, but as for 2019, we're going out with a bang, y'all. We have the incredible Jessica Honecker as our host, or not as our host, as our guest today on the podcast. And I just feel so excited for you all to listen to this episode. Jessica is incredible. I have been a fan of hers from afar for a long time now. So it felt like such a gift to get to have a conversation with her. She's just, she's a girl's girl. Like she gets it. She's so real. She's so down to earth. Um, but she's also brilliant and so wise. And I feel really excited for you guys to get the opportunity to hear from her today. I also feel excited because the company she runs, if you are looking for last minute gift ideas for Christmas or the holidays or whatever, um, her company is amazing. And you're going to hear all about it in the in the conversation to come but shop noonday for your christmas or holiday needs guys seriously but yeah if if jessica is not on your radar at all let me tell you a little bit about her before we get started Jessica Honecker is an award-winning social entrepreneur with a passion for catalyzing others to step outside their comfort zones and live lives of purpose. Jessica is the founder and co-CEO of Noonday Collection, a fast-growing social impact fashion brand dedicated to designing and selling an inspired collection of jewelry and accessories made by artisans in vulnerable communities. By harnessing a passionate community of social entrepreneurs called ambassadors who sell Noonday's successories at trunk shows in their communities, Noonday has been able to create dignified jobs for over 4,400 artisans. Noonday Collection was featured in Inc. Magazine's 2015 list of 5,000 fastest growing companies in America at number 45. Jessica won the Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year in Central Texas in 2017. And if that wasn't enough, <laughs> Jessica is also the host of the Going Scared podcast, a multifaceted show for the multi-passionate person with a focus on courage and social impact. And also, Jessica's first book, Imperfect Courage, was released in 2018. Y'all, she is all the things and y'all are going to get to experience her in all her glory and I cannot wait. Um, Before we get started, I just want to give a huge shout out to our amazing podcast sponsor for today, The Smile Lab by White Groom Maggard. The Smile Lab offers an online smile assessment so even the busiest of schedules can start the journey to a beautiful new smile. If you don't have time to stop by The Smile Lab, visit smilelab.com and follow the instructions of simple six simple pictures submit and their orthodontist will review and be in touch get your dream smile from the smile lab by white groom maggard mention twirl talk for 10 percent off your entire comprehensive invisalign treatment so generous thank you smile lab for your amazing support of the podcast and guys i'm gonna quit telling you all the things and rambling and just let you sit back relax and enjoy this incredible conversation with the one and only Honecker. All right, friends, I am so excited. We have Jessica Honecker on the podcast today, who I have 
loved from afar for many years. And it's just such an honor that we get to hang out today. Um, Jessica, tell, tell our friends a little about you, who you are, where you're from, what you do. Who is Jessica Hunter? Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me on. It's fun to know I'm talking. I, I imagine your listeners are entrepreneurs and have a penchant for fashion. Yes. So that those are my people. So this yes. is exciting today. So I started a social impact fashion brand called Noonday Collection around nine years ago, and we are creating meaningful economic opportunities for people around the world. We partner with social entrepreneurs here in America that we call Noonday Collection Ambassadors, and our ambassadors are earning an income while making an impact. So they get to create a marketplace for our artisan partners. So we partner with about 30 different small boutique artisan businesses in 13 different countries. And a lot of these artisan businesses are based in really vulnerable areas and they need access to a marketplace. So we partner with them. They create beautiful, fashion-forward, fun, funky things for our our audience and our customers here in America. It's so fun. And the jewelry is I love it because, and you all do some, you do some accessory stuff too as well, right? Yeah. We have purses and scarves and yeah. we have a holiday collection that's really cute ornaments and some giftables. And we've worked, we've got some other stuff that we're cooking up behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. It's been really fun for me. And um, yeah, it's, it's been really fun. I also have a podcast and a book. I, you know, I forget, I forgot. Casual. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, going scared is my podcast and perfect courage is my book. And they're amazing. If you have not listened or read yet, everyone, after you're done listening here, go, go and read and listen and all the things. Cause they're amazing. We love I to love have it. you. And you're based out of Austin. Austin. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. It's like, I know you're a Texas girl. I just couldn't. I was yep. like, I'm sure it's Austin. Yeah. I love that. And then you've got. How many kiddos do you have? Three? I have three kids. Yep. Yeah. And we just all are back in school now. So I can officially say uh, fifth, sixth, and eighth grade, which is crazy. Oh. I'm feeling like, oh my God, I'm parenting little adults in a lot oh of ways. Gosh. And um, yeah, we're in the middle of a house remodel. We live in a 1960s mid-century ranch and just decided to start remodeling it. Not on a whim, but we definitely didn't think through. It's been like a long time now. So, uh, it's a little crazy. We don't right now we're working on the kitchen and the master. So we haven't had a kitchen for four months. So that's kept Bless you. Interesting. Yeah. You can, you can relate to heat being in Kentucky and yeah. I imagine humidity as well. Yeah. You walk yeah. out and you're like, oh, I'm drinking the air. Cool. It's real. It's real. So, um, yeah, making lunches now, like we're sweating mm. by like seven in the morning. Solid. That's a solid start to the day. That's a solid start to the day. (laughs) Solid start. Rise and shine. It's all good. It's good. Oh my gosh. Well, and we've talked about this, but I want to share with our listeners a little bit in a very weird roundabout way. I have you to thank for being where I am today in a weird way. Um, So for those that don't know, which probably none of you all know this, but back in college, my best friend and I started of like wedding blog, which you all is just hilarious. It's dead to the world. So don't go searching, but um, <laughs> we were like, hey, oh, you know what though? It's part of your beginning and beginnings it matter. It, yes, exactly. So we were two bells and a bride. And 
one day we were like, we're going to do a style shoot, like just for kicks and giggles. Let's like, see how this goes. And, um, my creator, I don't remember what she was, but like creative writing teacher from elementary school found me on Facebook and was like, Hey, I'm a noonday ambassador. And I'm like, that is interesting. No clue what that is. Um, and she was yeah. like, I sell this amazing jewelry. And would you all like want to work together on this style shoot? And we were like, well, sure. Why not? <laughs> Say yes and figure yes. it out later. And so we partnered with her and she brought this incredible jewelry to the shoot. And we like styled the whole shoot around this jewelry. There are pictures and they're wonderful. Shout out to Anna K photography. Um, but it was like, pull it up by your bootstraps, do it. It was at my godmother's horse farm. Like just so funny looking back. We like found, um, a wedding dress from a dry cleaners because my best friend. Oh, I love it. I mean, I'm telling you, it was like, we have no clue what we're doing, but we're going for it. And um, so we do it and then come to find out Kentucky Bride catches wind of it and then features Cassie and I as like the experts um, on how you can incorporate Noonday into your bridal party look. And so it just is like so wild, so wild. Um, and then you came out with Imperfect Courage and I was like, oh my gosh, this is like in a really crazy way. That shoot is like such a piece of your message and your heart. So I ended up emailing you and I was like, or maybe we were DMing. I don't remember, but I was like, I Jessica, I've got a story for you. And you're like, email me. I want to hear it. And so then I was like, Hey, what are the odds you want to be on? So like, here we are. Yes. I love that. Well, I started so scrappy and I think that that's so much of why I wrote Imperfect Courage. Yeah. Yeah. We, we show the highlight reel and as much as even now people are posting pictures of their stretch marks or of what I'd like to try Uh, to be more real. We still are ultimately showing the highlight reel of our lives. And mainly because I mean, it's, it's like, what do you do? Post a picture of yourself crying on a hard day. Like, I don't know. I don't know how you talk about the hard <laughs> day, but I wanted to peel back the curtain on success yeah. and, yeah. you know, people, we see the end result and we forget everything it took to get there. And even to this day, like we are, um, going to be at the mops conference. It's called MomCon in Florida. Oh, cool. And yeah. And we are one of the sponsors and we often don't do cash and carry events. So we, it's been mm-hmm. years since we've like corporately yeah. had to like build displays. That's what my husband was doing on Saturday. He was building displays and we just had this moment oh, of like, this is what, this is like a flash from the past. Yeah. But you know, those things that made you successful at the beginning, those are the things that are going to enable you to keep being successful. I mean, in order to scale, you've got to be able I mean, there's, we could go way in a different direction on this conversation, but ultimately I feel like that's where I'm at right now. Nine years in of like looking back to that first year, you know, and as you look back to that photo shoot and like borrowing the dress from the wedding cleaners and all of those things, like, you know, there's something in there that is your heart and that we, we want to stay in touch with that part of ourselves to keep fueling us for the, for the long haul. Yeah. And it is, I feel like what I love so much about the message of your book and I mean, just everything you do. I mean, your whole podcast is called going scared. And I think people need to do that, but people mm-hmm. are too scared to go scared, you know, like, yeah. so what, what is it for you? Like, how do you like keep igniting and like pushing into that pushing when it's, in. yeah, I think it's more just acknowledging fear. I mean, I do, I have, 
fear in my life. And I have, you know, some of it was just digging deep into where does that come from? And oftentimes it was that, you know, anxiety is the fear of a certain outcome. And when we attach our identity to that outcome, then we're going to stay paralyzed forever. Because if we think, well, I'm going to try this and it could fail and failure means fill in the blank, Mm -hmm. then that is not going to create courage for you. And so when I learned that being afraid isn't the absence of fear, it's Mm -hmm. almost being able to make fear your friend Mm -hmm. and it's being able to say, fear is just going to go on this journey with me. And that really is what courage is. It's, it's acknowledging, it's not waiting to like somehow not be afraid anymore. Um, it's just really saying, you know what, I'm, how can I use this fear instead of being an obstacle, something that I just kind of need to keep walking through to Mm. get to the other side. Mm. And, you know, it's funny because my, I have three kids and Jack, we adopted Jack from Rwanda. That's how Noonday started. Yes. 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 So uh, we needed money. We were working in real estate at the time. The recession hit. We had no money for this adoption, but we weren't going to just stop it midway. So I began selling these beautiful artisan made things out of my home. And then soon other women said, well, I'll open my home for you. And I just saw this beautiful female narrative that Mm -hmm. I think is missing uh, from TV and from media, which is just that women want to show up for each other. Like we want to show up for each other. And that's what I saw. Women showed up for me. They opened their homes. They wanted to support our adoption. They wanted to use their purchasing power for good. And so we got Jack. Jack is my son. So eventually all that money from Noonday is what brought Jack home. And ironically, out of all three of my kids, Jack and I are the most alike. (laughs) That is wild. I love that. (laughs) Isn't that funny? Which causes, which it means we like, have the most friction, you know, because <laughs> for better or like, <laughs> but I took him back to Rwanda this summer for his 10 year old birthday. He wanted to go back mm-hmm. to visit the orphanage and just to mm-hmm. kind of see where he's from. And so we went and I, I didn't want it just to be this intense, like trip. So I kind of planned some fun things. And so I found this like four wheeling, um, expedition where you could like drive to the top of this mountain and, um, and go four wheeling. And so we are, I mean, we're, we're, it's like dirt roads, um, big potted holes that just get washed away during the rains. Um, so it's, it's not like, you know, flat. So, so we're on these four wheelers and you're having to navigate some potholes and, but we were scared. We were scared. You know, we were scared. We were having a blast, but we're scared. (laughs) And what I know about Jack is, is that he and I are like, so. I was like, Jack, how many times did you imagine you were going to die today? And he's able to completely answer me. He's like, well, there was that one time when we uh-huh. were happening, but I find that our personality types, it's like, we're up for the adventure. We're yeah. go-getters. We want to be active. We hate boredom. Like we're ready to go. But yeah. then we immediately have kind of the whole like worst case scenario playing like simultaneously in our yeah. minds. So it's like yeah. this mixed personality thing. So it's just a matter to me of just like being able to quiet a little bit, the voice mm-hmm. It's always coming up with worst case scenarios. It's always coming up with a narrative that says you're going to fail. And this is what that's going to mean. Mm-hmm. And it's instead 
choosing that adventure, choosing that risk, choosing that courage to be a little bit louder. Mm -hmm. So I've just managed to turn the volume up on that voice a little bit higher. Mm -hmm. And I think that's how we're able to not let fear run our lives or be in the driver's seat of our lives. Yeah. Mm, That's so good. And I'm like, and you're an Enneagram seven, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, your wing six is coming in. Yeah. Oh, the wing six Uh, is strong. It's strong. Oh, I love that. That, that, That's amazing. I think that's so good. And it is, it's like, how can we kind of take that? Yeah. That like dirt road, road, four wheeling analogy in spirit into our life of like, okay, I'm not going to go ride a dirt bike today, but like, what does that look like in my, in the small things and the big things of my everyday? Yeah. And just know, I mean, we did, we saw some potholes. I mean, we did some like, what does that happens when the wheels spin out of control and like, you're kind of, we were kind of spinning a little bit at a couple of points. (laughs) It's fine. Everything's fine. The coolest thing. We lived a telltale. The coolest thing was when you're like driving and then we're kind of getting to the back roads and then we're like four wheeling through a village with, you know, it's like, who are these people? Right. Um, really, who is this white woman? <laughs> this kid? Like, what is she doing? Yeah, sure. This one. And, uh, but then we stopped, we had to stop because the, there was a monkey. There was a monkey crossing the road. I was like, okay, we're not, you're like, I we're not on up. the ranch gravel roads of Texas anymore. <laughs> There's a monkey. There's a monkey. Yeah. Slightly different. That's incredible. Which really, you're if, unless you choose to live a life of going scared, you're never going to get to see the monkeys. Yeah. You know, you're never going to uh-huh. get to have those moments. And those moments are worth it. Like the oh risk yeah. is worth it at the end yeah. of the day. I was even reflecting on that question this morning that, you know, I've heard so much, but like, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Mm. Because oftentimes fear comes from, well, we fear that we're going to fail. And mm-hmm. then if we fail, this is what that means about me mm-hmm. and who I am, or perhaps people would not stick around anymore if they saw me as a failure, whatever it might be. And I just think that that's a question you could ask yourself every morning is what, what could I do today if I knew I wasn't going to fail, you know, and really it's reframing failure, you know, because well, maybe failure, instead of seeing failure as sort of the end, I mean, in so many ways, failure is the beginning. I mean, that's what started yeah. Noonday. We had failed in our real estate yeah. business. We were putting groceries on the credit card bill. You know, we were not able to make it anymore. And so that was a failure. But then that yeah. failure was ulti- ultimately what launched the the new business, you yeah. know? And so it's like if we just could give less um, – credibility to mm-hmm. failure or just could reframe it to be more of failure is just my teacher, you mm-hmm. know, and yeah. it's what's going to lead me to the next purpose or mm-hmm. the next passion. Um, it does kind of ease that pain a little bit, you know, yeah. cause it's real, especially when you're running a business and finances yeah. are involved. I mean, <laughs> I think that's what gets Girl. me up. I'm like, Oh gosh. Yeah. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. yep. what can sink or swim a company, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're literally, so we have currently have two boutiques and we're closing one at the end of September and same thing. It's like there, we probably should have done it a year ago, but it was Mm. like what we had to reframe fear and failure and say like, this is our best. Yes. It's to say no to this and another door gets to open, you know? So it is. I mean, 
And I think that's what you learn as you go forward in business. I mean, I've got Mm -hmm. nine years under my belt and it really is more about, okay, well, what you focus on ends up growing. And so sometimes you have to become maniacal about what you focus on. And if you're trying to focus on two stores, but you're not ready for it, then it's going to just drain your cash, you know? So if you focus on, you know what, we need to focus on our profit and loss right now and we need Mm -hmm. to get our profit up. Yeah. And if, when you focus on that, then it's going to improve, you know? So I've learned so much about that. Just like, where are you putting your attention? Because that ultimately is going to be the part of the business that, that grows. And if it's not the part that needs to grow, you know, then, you know, like if you're like, I just love social media, I just want to focus on my social media account. And you're like, but it's not creating ROI for your company, then you need to kind of make that a lot lower on the priority list and really look at what is, what is actually causing my business to grow and focus on that. Yep. Amen. Sometimes it's not what you want to focus on. No. You know what I mean? I mean, it's really like, is. and that's, what's hard as an entrepreneur is you started out of this passion and this love yeah. and you like, you're getting to focus on all the things that you love and the things that you don't love you're doing anyway. Cause it doesn't yeah. matter because you're just in it. Yeah. But then at some point you're like, well, it doesn't matter what I love. I need to focus on what's going to be best. What's going to work here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard to be, and just to be like, I can't do it all. Like, uh, dagger to the heart, you know, and then what, what is it? I feel like it's this whole idea of how you're defining success Yes, because I think for so long I defined success as fast and big Mm -hmm. and we were fast and big. And I mean, we are still big and we're still growing, but I mean, at one point we're growing by like 300% crazy landed on Inc magazine, all sorts of stuff. But I love that African proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. And if you want to go far, go together. And I think going far is just, that is so much more my goal now than yeah. this idea of, of fast, you know, yeah. because yeah. I mean, I want to be around in 20 years because, you know, we're like, we're, we are creating and actually transforming communities mm-hmm. in some of the most vulnerable places in the world. And we're right. creating opportunity for women here to really become leaders and entrepreneurs without having to, you know, go and start investing. Yeah. Do all the crazy stuff you have to do. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, it's, it, it is freeing to take the long view and think about what, it, what does it mean if I think success is about going far and not mm-hmm. just going fast? Cause yeah. you know, maybe right now you're going to be one store, you know, mm-hmm. but then maybe eventually, you know, you'll have different, um, probably guardrails in place and then maybe you will open a second store, but it's wise of you to focus in. (laughs) It's been humbling to say the least. Yeah. But it's been good. It's been good. The Lord's Mm -hmm. been, the Lord's been faithful, which is very kind of him. Very kind. Yes. Um, but I think, I mean, you've already touched on this a couple of times, which I love is like noonday came out of this, this need for money, but you watched it become so much more about women rallying mm-hmm. around you and this, I don't, it, it's so beautiful. And then, you know, if you want to go far, go together. So this, mm-hmm. and you talk about it in the book, you call it the, what do you call it? The sisterhood. The sisterhood effect. effect. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, every, every woman needs this, but not yes. everyone has this. And yes. Well, here's the thing. If I can rephrase what yeah. you just said, not everyone has it, but it takes work to create it. Every yes. woman can, but that it takes works. effort. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because I said you, I, 
I wrote one of the quotes down that you wrote in the book because I loved it. You said, one of the things I love most about women, it's that deep down we get this sisterhood thing. There is something inside of us that instinctively longs for it. But as we move through life, we start to believe the lie that acknowledging one woman's success somehow diminishes our own, as if there's only room for so many women at the table. And if she gets a spot, that's a spot I don't get. And and, and it, like, Mm -hmm. also, bravo, those are some beautiful words. (laughs) Um, But it, yeah, talk talk to me, because I feel like that's such, no matter what, whether you're an entrepreneur and you need women Mm -hmm. in your life, if you're, you know, a lot of our listeners are engaged or newlyweds, and, Mm -hmm. like, adult friendship is hard. Um, Okay, let me, let me rephrase this for you, too. Okay, I love this. Okay. (laughs) It's, instead of saying it's hard, say it requires effort. Okay. And I think that we live, and I don't know why, but, you know, technology has made everything so much um, easier and faster, you know, and like, and I'm an easy, fast girl. In fact, (laughs) we've got some plants in our backyard and we planted them about a year ago Uh and they are just not working out. And I'm like (laughs) telling my husband, I'm like, dude, come on. Like, can we just like go? And then instead of just buying the babies, like I'm, I'm in, I'm ready to like 10 gallons. I just want to cover the, they're like (laughs) supposed to cover kind of the electrical. We live in an old neighborhood. So we still have electrical lines all over our neighborhood. So I told him at the beginning of the summer, I'm like, we're out. I'm getting, I'm ready to rip them out. And he's looking at me and he's like, no, babe, we're going to give them another chance. And I'm like, well, what does that even mean? I need a time frame, and then I'm willing yeah. to let us do this. But what's the time frame? What's the what's the path? Mm-hmm. And he's like, give me until the end of July. And I'm like, okay, all right. So he goes out and he buys some salmon oil spray, and he's like, like he's like, like I said, he's going to focus on it, and now it's going to actually. And here we are. It's yeah, gonna do something. So he has, he has just nurtured those little guys over the last two months. And lo and behold, they're like six feet taller than they were. Of course. They're, now, I still think we're going to get rid of them because they're <laughs> these crazy plants that like wake up in the morning beautiful. And uh-huh. then during the heat of the day, they wilt. And like in oh. Texas, they're basically wilted all day. So they look yeah. great in the morning and then they're very sad. So anyway, that, so, but my point is my husband was willing to mm-hmm. be a gardener. Yeah. And there just aren't many areas in our life, especially if you're seven on the Enneagram, which you outed me and just (laughs) an entrepreneur, we're usually fast and furious and we're doers and we're not really patients. It's not our strong point. Mm -hmm. And so I think with female friendships, they require effort and, you know, especially what that means is it's not college dorm life anymore where you just, and so it, it requires that sacrifice of like, I'm going to have this person over on Friday night and we're going to see each other again on Sunday or we're going to invest here. And it, and it requires that investment of time. And then it requires when you hit that first road bump of, mm-hmm. Oh, I bet she was just judging me. I saw that side eye, you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, my daughter and I were talking about that this weekend. She's in the eighth grade and she's like, oh, I just love being around people that I don't feel judged by. And I'm like, yeah, I think most of us do, but are you choosing to feel judged? You know? Yeah. Because we, it's easy for us in those situations to be like, oh, she's just giving me the side eye. Uh-huh. And instead, you know, 
assume positive intent and move yeah. towards her. Yeah. And that's the story I write about in that, in that sisterhood effect chapter mm-hmm. is I'm going into Starbucks. It's like, I'm my, my hair is blown dry. I'm, I'm like winning in every way that morning. Kids were on time to school. I'm going to make it in time for my meeting. In fact, I can even stop by Starbucks so I can walk Big around day. that Starbucks cup all day and feel hyperproductive. <laughs> yes. So I'm feeling good. And I walk into Starbucks and I'm looking at the menu and then this woman catches me out of the corner of my eye. And it's like, the woman at our school, like the woman who like drops off and picks up her kids every day. She chaperones the field trip. She finds all of the volunteers that are going to chaperone the field trip. She's bringing the cupcakes. Let me just tell you, this woman shows up Yep. and I am suddenly start feeling small Mm. and I put my sunglasses on my eyes and I'm like, how can I get out of here without her seeing me? Yeah. And then I just had that moment of like, you know what? I'm going to choose to believe a different story. And so I did, I moved towards, instead of moving away, I took off my sunglasses and I said, Hey, how's it going? What are you up to? And she's yeah. like, Oh, Jessica. Yeah. You're at my kid's school, right? You know, like she didn't even recognize me hardly. <laughs> and then I said, yeah. And she goes, you run that business noonday collection. And I said, yeah. She goes, man, I do not know how you do it. I don't know how you do it all. And normally I would have chosen to hear a narrative that said, you're, you must be dropping so many mm-hmm. balls at home, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And instead I looked at her and in this completely embarrassing way, got tears in my eyes and said, I'm able to do it all because of you, because mm-hmm. you are at my kid's school and you aren't just serving your children. You're serving the whole community. Oh, wow. You are making our school a place where I know that moms are there so that I can go to Africa last week for a business okay. trip. And it was just this really sweet moment. And um, it's funny because, you know, through writing the book and putting that story in the book, I had yeah. to get her her permission. And yeah. so through that, I've kind of gotten able to learn even more of her narrative, which is mm-hmm. that she's had a lot of shame about not working mm-hmm. and being a stay at home, you know? And so yeah. that's my, was my point to my daughter is like, all of us feel judged and all of us totally. judge. Yeah. <laughs> so, no one can throw the first stone. You know? Yeah. So if, if you could kind of move towards instead of away mm-hmm. and choose to kind of get behind that judgment, then that's winning. And that's yeah. how you win people over anyway. And then that's how people become less judgmental, which is what we all want. Yeah. So it is, I just, I have been able to experience, I've been on the receiving end of sisterhood mm-hmm. and, you know, I think about, and I know you have too, if you have a bridal mm-hmm. store, you, yeah. you've been on the receiving end of women who could have gone to Neiman's and they're like, Nope, I'm going to support my local store. I'm going to show up, you know? And I think that, that when I was on such the receiving end of that at the beginning of noonday and I was just able, I was like, I just want to pour fuel on the fire of this, of whatever this is. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we are a sales organization. We make an impact through our sales. That is it. You know, if people are not hosting trunk shows, then we are not doing well as a company. And you know, and many sales cultures are hyper competitive. Mm -hmm. So as interesting as I've been like such a parlayer of this message of her success doesn't diminish mine. And then sometimes ambassadors are like, well, then why are you standing people up on the stage that are number one in sales? And I'm like, because it's giving you a reason to celebrate. Yeah. You know, Good. Yeah. that's why it's giving her a reason to celebrate. And, 
And I think that's the beauty of, of celebrating sisterhood and being that culture of people Mm -hmm. that says, you know what, her success is my success. Mm -hmm. And when she wins, I win. And, you know, sometimes I have to be maniacal about not comparing. And if I'm in a vulnerable place or if my business isn't making the numbers that I thought, that is when I can definitely go into comparison mode. And so sometimes I have to mute people on Instagram. I mean, I, Oh, I'm ruthless. Yeah, I am. And I, and I hate it. I, I want to be the girl that's like, that doesn't even affect me. I'm like, I'm so enlightened and mature. Are you, what? I got it. I got, I got it. it. Yeah. Um, and then I think some people are actually fueled by actually comparison. Like my business partner, but he's a dude, but like, he's just like, <laughs> yeah, let's do, we're going to, cause he's so competitive, but it doesn't do that for me. It just kind of like deflates me. Yeah. So I have to be, I have to be ruthless as well. And, um, and then ruthless about celebration too, right? you know, yeah. and, yeah. and if you can be, I think that there, there are ways to impact. So it requires effort though. You know, I think we, again, we compare, we look at someone's life and we're like, oh my gosh, she has such a great, so many girlfriends and mm-hmm. I'm feel alone. And it's like, it takes a lot of work to build and build and build mm-hmm. and build community, you yeah. know? And that yeah, takes consistency and time and we're not willing to be gardeners, but mm. if you want sisterhood, then you got to be willing to be a gardener. Get in the dirt. Yep. Yep. Get your hands dirty. Cause it is. Yeah. And it, and I think too, like the thing about it is I think people long for the sisterhood, but don't uh, embrace that vulnerability as such a part of creating it. And mm-hmm. so it is like your hands are going to get dirty with your mm-hmm. own, your own mess, being mm-hmm. your own mess, but also like being a safe place for other people's mess too. And like that, that is where the richness happens as well. And I know you've talked about that a ton, just the value of vulnerability. And I don't know, I just think vulnerability doesn't feel safe, but at the same time, it is the safest thing you can do with it the is. right people, with the right yes. people. Yes. Yes. And there is that formula of vulnerability plus empathy does equal wholeness. And yeah. I think that's when we're able to step into ourselves. And I think back to the beginning of noonday and that just was, it felt extremely vulnerable to me. Yeah. I remember standing in my living room the night everyone was going to arrive and mm-hmm. I had all of these African made goods piled on my dining table, but I was also selling anything to get yeah. cash. Yeah. So I had like grandma's dishes lined up on the fireplace. I had like my backroom <laughs> sale that was like liquidating all of my clothes. I yeah. mean, I think I had someone that night even be like, is that lamp for sale? I'm like, well, it is now. Yes, it is. You know? Everything's <laughs> always for sale. Everything's always for sale. <laughs> and I just remember standing there and being petrified. I mean, yeah. absolutely petrified. And I thought, first of all, no one's going to come. And then mm-hmm. that's going to mean like I'm totally rejected and have no mm-hmm. friends and I'm all alone in the world. Yeah. And if they do come, oh my God, this is so desperate. Look how desperate this looks. My husband and I are still trying to make it in real Mm -hmm. estate. Um, And I was just like, this was such a bad idea. And I wanted to cancel. And that's vulnerability can feel like that. Vulnerability feels like you're naked. Vulnerability feels scary because it's moving forward with something and not knowing the outcome. It's making that choice to go, I don't know how this exactly is going to go, but I'm going to go anyway. That is what vulnerability feels like. And yet, as much as I wanted to just cancel and call it all off, I didn't. And on the other side of it now has been 4,500 artisans around the world have jobs and thousands of women around the country have discovered their purpose. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, that is 
that is what we lose when we mm-hmm. choose to play it safe. Mm-hmm. We lose yeah. discovering that purpose and that community and vulnerability is, is worth it. It's worth it when you feel that beating heart to not yeah. stay seated, but to move, move through it. And, you know, I mean, I'm still doing that. I'm still yeah. doing that. It's just like my kids and I, we just, we recently went zip lining so, up at Whistler in Canada. So and like I said, Jack and I are most alike. So my other two kids are just like, don't not afraid at all. Like if, if physical things, they're just like, whatever, you're fun. You know, um, they're, they're already like hands free and eyes open as they're down. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, there's Jack and I, there's Jack and I like clinging, clinging to, which does nothing like holding no. on to this thing. It's like, you're being <laughs> held up by a harness, like not by this wire thing. So right. we're holding on eyes closed, screaming for dear life, you know, like that yeah. is Jack and I, we're going to do it. We're going to go, it. no, we're going to go zip lining, but yeah. we are going to be really afraid as we're going. Eyes closed the whole time. Eyes closed, eyes closed, you know, and, and that's, but you got to learn to just go ahead and get mm-hmm. on the zip line. Even yeah. if your Don't. eyes are closed, you know? Yeah. Mm, I love that. I love that so much. I think I'm just like, everyone just needs to go read the book. That's what they need to do. Just go read the book. Like, <laughs> I would love that. I would love yeah, that. Right? Yeah. You're like, please, please go read the book. Um, but what I love too, because, and you've talked about Joe a couple different times today, because a lot of our listeners um, are engaged, like I've said, or in that um, newlywed phase or, you know, or it could be just like longing for their person. But I know Joe for you is like, such a rock, like such a rock for you. And because, you know, your life is beautifully chaotic. You know what I mean? Like in the the best way. Um, what is it for you all that keeps, keeps you connected and growing in your marriage? Yes. Well, it's taken a long, you know, we're 17 years in. So are you really long lesson? Yep. That's amazing. Yep. 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 And, um, I married my opposite. I don't know about you. Did you marry your opposite? Not married yet, but oh, you're not probably. married yet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm seeing this beautiful ring on your finger in the right video hand. and I'm like, oh, okay, see, I can't, I'm not, but it's the reverse for you. So yeah, but it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. So I, a lot of people end up marrying their opposite and, mm-hmm. um, we definitely did. And so just a quiet guy, mm-hmm. like he is, he is truly the yin to my yang and, he is, um, definitely more of the, the doer or more of the, um, maintainer, you know, like I'm the starter. He likes to maintain. So he, from the beginning has, um, he, and he's a perfectionist and he likes the house in a particular way, Mm -hmm. but what's been great about him is like, he didn't put those standards on me, but he would come up behind me whenever I would do anything. He would just come up behind me. Now he just does it all. So we don't even have to deal with that. This is great. We don't have to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think in marrying your opposite, um, it takes, it requires even more effort, I think then to, to, to choose connection and to stay connected. And for us, I mean, we've just had regular times where, um, right now it's Sunday mornings, because our church starts at like 11, which is, that's late. Let me just tell you. It is. <laughs> it's we do five o'clock and I'm like, can we go to 11? Like, I know. Up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, we are probably the oldest people at our church for sure. So that is also <laughs> why the college kids are like late. Oh, is, they're like rolling out of bed. Yeah. 
Um, so we, we pray and we talk and mm-hmm. we're just like, Hey, what's, what's going on in your life? Like, how are things going with God? How are things going emotionally? Mm-hmm. How are you connecting with the kids? Um, we find that just having regular, so we have regular weekly times and then we have regular times where we just pull away, whether mm-hmm. it's a trip to Mexico or like whether it's getting a hotel in downtown Austin where we live, yeah. we find that getting out of our home mm-hmm. um, and for, especially for him because he, um, because he is a maintainer and a nurturer, like the home is always, there's things to be done. I mean, for both of us, but I think I can like ignore. Yeah. I can ignore the dying plants and he can't <laughs> thank God because then we would have no plants. Yeah. It works um, out. Yeah. But he's always seeing the things that need to be maintained. And mm-hmm. done in the home. So I think especially for him, like pulling away has been really good. Mm-hmm. And I think just being a posture of humility with one mm-hmm. another, you know, is yeah. so important and being willing to, listen and you know something I we've really talked about with our kids this summer because they'd be like you know Holden you're being so annoying and I would say like actually Holden isn't being annoying you are choosing to be annoyed by him and that reframing <laughs> uh, oh, lots of reframing and they I love that it. one back in my face <laughs> I tell you lots of times mom you were just choosing to be upset right now mm. I am not actually you're like, mm, I see what you did there. Right. Right. So, um, but I think a lot of self-awareness and we kind of joked about the Enneagram, but even mm-hmm. the Enneagram came into our lives about four years ago. And, mm-hmm. and that has just been so good for it's, us. Yeah. 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 Just learning to see and learning to see from different perspectives and learning to understand that this is just how you are. And this is just how I am. And, um, you know, that's, that's been really really great. Just letting us be who we are Mm -hmm. in our marriage. And then also just choosing to be listeners and and to understand one another, to choose to understand where we're coming from instead of guarding our, like our rightness. Mm. Um, You know, there's definitely just giving, giving up that uh, your need to be right. Yeah. And instead choosing connection and listening. And I mean, it's still a journey. It's still, (laughs) It's still a journey. Let me tell (laughs) you. And I'm sure house renovations have just been all the more edifying. Oh gosh. And he's doing them all. Oh my gosh. That's his background is construction. So he, cause (laughs) two years ago, yeah. So two years ago he quit his real estate job and I've been the full time breadwinner in the family. And then we thought, well, he knows how to do all this. This would be a great time to start renovating. Yeah. But it's take, forever because he's a perfectionist and he's really the guy doing it. You know, we've hired some, some, some contractors, but not many. So yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, but again, that we've become even more just like, um, practicing gratitude, Mm -hmm. you know, that's just Mm -hmm. been something that we do. And, um, and do we do it with the kids? We do it. We eat dinner together as a family almost every evening and we practice gratitude at the dinner table and we are definitely having to be very um, hyper aware right now of our tanks are just running on empty if we're sweating by seven because we were making Listen. lunch outside, you know, <laughs> and it's just bad. This outdoor kitchen situation is oh rough. My gosh. Uh, so yeah, we're definitely counting down the days, um, but certainly that has added stress yeah. to our marriage for yeah. sure. 
and because he does the work. So he, he, uh, you're at home and right. no wonder he needs to get away. He does need yes. <laughs> even more than ever. I, girl, we just got back and I'm like, <laughs> I was going to look at my calendar today. Like, is there a three day weekend that I could yeah. do something, you know, like we already yeah. need this. Yeah. We, we already do. We yeah. already do again, again. Um, but yeah, I think being atten- intentional and knowing mm-hmm. that relationships re- require effort and not yeah. taking that blaming stance. And, mm-hmm. and I'm that girlfriend, you know, when a friend comes to me in a fight with her husband, like mm-hmm. I'm not the one who's like, takes her side and is like, yeah, he's such like, come on, you know, and I've got some women that are married to some dudes that could use a little therapy, (laughs) but you know, to me, it's like, well, we can't control other people, but we Mm -hmm. can work on controlling our response to them, Yeah, you know? Mm -hmm. And so how can we get to that place where we are aware of how are we reacting or are we responding? You Mm -hmm. know, because oftentimes we're just reacting to echoes of from our own childhood and pains and, you know, our need to be right because we feel threatened and Mm -hmm. whatever else. Um, So I think if you can work on yourself and your own awareness so that you could become more of a responder and less of a reactor and, you know, your husband will take note of that. Yeah. So it's been a lot of that, a lot of work, a lot of work, therapy, all the things we do it all. all. We do it it all. It takes Uh, an army. Yeah. Gosh. And that's the truth, but that is, I'm man, that's so good. I'm like, if girls, if you take nothing else, it is like, do the inner work. We, we interviewed, um, Beth McCord, your Enneagram coach last uh-huh. season. And that was her big thing. She was like, yeah. you got to work on you first. Yes. Like, yes. So that you're healthy. She's like, any number pairing can work together, but you both have to be healthy. That's, that's right. That's the key. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love it. Well, we asked this of every guest we have on the podcast because our mantra here at Twirl is she twirled through life with a heart full of joy. What for you, Jessica, is the foundation of your joy? Well, for me, it truly is Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I say that, um, that is such a like pat answer, but, um, Mm -hmm. I truly like, I, I, I get a lot of books and I just picked up this one. It's by this guy, John Mark Comer. I had never heard of the dude, but anyway, (laughs) bottom line is he's like, let's bring back quiet times. Like it's 1999. And I (laughs) laughed because that's so real. I, I like have a visceral reaction to that phrase, uh-huh. you know, yep. time. I'm just like, yep. um, yep. but I'm ha- I have a maniacal, um, commitment to mm. my solitude time with there God go. right now. Yeah. And because yeah. it's, it's there that I, I do experience joy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that would be I it. it. I love it. I love it. Me too, girl. We're, you're talking my love language. Um, well, this was so fun. I'm like, I could just keep going and going and going. I just, I just adore you. But for the people that don't already follow along with you, tell our listeners if they want to keep up with you, where they can find you. Um, what are the websites, Instagrams, all the things, all the things, all, and there are a lot, there are a lot of things. Um, well, if you are interested in hosting a noonday trunk show and getting your hands on some of that gorgeous jewelry that we talked about earlier, then just head on over to the Noonday Collection website and we will hook you up with an ambassador if you don't already have one. Or if you're interested in starting a business with us, then I would love to chat with you. You can go to our website to learn more and someone from my team can get in touch. Or if you're on Instagram, I get back to all my DMs and it's Jessica Honiger. That's two G's. 
and one in on Instagram. Um, and going scared is my podcast, which is like a total seven Enneagram podcast. It's like, I interviewed everyone from like Ali Webb who founded the dry bar to, you know, Jenny Allen, who's like a Bible teacher, you know, like we do it all. We do it all a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And then I have my book Imperfect Courage, which is available where all books are sold. Um, it can be on your front door tomorrow. If you just head on over to amazon.com and it's called Imperfect Courage. And I would love to, yeah, I'd love to love for some of your people to come alongside, uh, side me too. Yeah, I would, I would love that. Everyone, everyone be friends with Jessica and sell all the noonday. <laughs> all of it, please, all of it, please. All of it. Oh man, I am so grateful. This was so encouraging. You're the best. I told you guys we were going out the bang. <laughs> uh, right? Jessica's amazing. I just feel like I was just sitting down with a friend and she was telling me all the things, the good things and the hard truth and gosh I am just so incredibly grateful for this conversation you all seriously if you have any last minute shopping to do go shop at noonday you are purchasing with a purpose and making an incredible impact in the world through your purchasing power Um, there were so many things that I could have continued to talk about with Jessica in our conversation but she touches on all of the things in her book, Imperfect Courage. So I really encourage you guys to go and get the book, read it. You will feel empowered. I don't care if you're a small business owner, entrepreneur, or a stay-at-home mom. Like This book is for you. It will empower you. It will inspire you. Um, and you'll want to buy all the things from Jessica and her ambassadors. So I am deeply grateful for this conversation. It feels really good that this is how we're closing out 2019 with just a conversation that leaves us feeling full. Jessica, thank you so much for taking the time to have this conversation. It is a gift and I am so grateful that people beyond just the two of us get to hear it. Um, guys, we love you so much. If you are new to the podcast because of Jessica, welcome. We love you. We're so glad you're here. We hope that you'll stick around. And if, or if you are new or old to the podcast, old to the podcast, but new to Jessica, go give her a follow. Keep up with what she's doing. She's, she's amazing. She'll inspire you every day to go and push forth with imperfect courage and chase a life of purpose. Y'all. Uh, if you loved what you heard today, guys, would you please go leave a five-star rating and kind review over on Apple Podcasts? It means the world to us for you to show your support in that way, and it helps us get into the the ears and hearts of more and more people so that they can be encouraged and inspired right where they are. Friends, we wish you the happiest of holidays, merriest of Christmases all the things. Thank you, Smile Lab, for your sponsorship of today's podcast. We're deeply grateful for all of our sponsors this whole season. It's been such a gift to be able to spread what they're doing with you guys, and I hope that you guys will um, take advantage of the incredible generosity of these companies and just embrace all the things that they have to offer for you guys, including the Smile Lab and their uh, amazing 10% off your comprehensive treatment with them if you mentioned Twirl Talk. So 
Anyway, I'm rambling. I feel like I just don't want it to end because it means 2019 is done. But y'all, we're finishing strong. We wish you again the happiest of holidays and we cannot wait to be back with you in the new year. I hope that you just enjoy time with family and friends and feel refreshed and renewed as you walk into a new year. That is our hope for ourselves, and that is our hope and prayer for you guys as well. We love you so much, and we'll see you in the new year. Bye, guys.